right, welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusinoki, and I have I am an admissions consultant and have been doing this for about 15 years or so. Um, and today I really wanted to dive into something that's probably on all of your minds, um, if you are a senior especially, and that is the college essay. And if you have been able to pay attention to the title of this particular episode, and I hope you will because you are all, after all, savvy students, um, Frozen is going to have a large part to play uh, in this. I was trying to come up with titles for, oh, what you we build around and obviously so much of the essay has to do with building the story and so I was like oh how about do you want to build a story and as I was thinking about it, I was like oh well let me look at the other uh titles of songs I started playing the soundtrack because who doesn't play the soundtrack of Frozen when they have the opportunity to uh, and I realized oh, all these other titles actually all work quite well and so today I'm going to be giving you uh, three tips on the college application essay, the Common App, primarily focusing on the Common App, and all of them will be based off of titles uh, from the Frozen, the first Frozen movie. Okay, and so uh, hopefully that will help you remember these priorities a little bit more and really help to uh, add some clarity to uh, your thought process and help you create the uh, the essays that are going to best help you okay so let's start off with the most obvious song um let's start off with the most obvious title of let it go and i want to use this as an opportunity to really help dispel and talk about what are some stories that don't work um, or that are very hard to do well okay and there are a few especially for the international students uh international students out there uh the third culture kids story is very tired um and not very useful um just because by just by you being an international student you already are only able to tell a story that is pretty much the same as everyone else who's also an international student right i have many many students who come to me and the first story that they want to talk about is how they are half japanese and half swiss and how you know they in tokyo they never feel fully japanese in zurich they never feel fully swiss and how hard that is and that's not really useful as a um as a story mostly a because everyone else struggles with this also uh, but also because you're very passive in this right if that's the story if it's about all these challenges you're very passive and there's not really any conclusion outcome that can move forward from this that can be all of the, all that compelling okay and so the third culture kid narrative i think is very difficult to do well now with all of these i will provide some exceptions as to how some of this stuff can work right i had another student who right now uh he's japanese but then he spent some time growing up in europe um and but the way he's talking about his uh biculturalism is that he plays the japanese harp or the japanese zither called the koto um and what he's been doing is he's been looking into classical western composers like bach like mozart and he is transposing their their classical music over to a traditional japanese instrument and performing it okay that is someone who is not struggling with the biculturalism but is embracing it and using it to explore something meaningful and interesting to them okay and so um not to say don't do this but it's hard to do well right and so the third culture kid narrative is one that i would let go right just let that one go um and move on to other things the next one that's really difficult to do for very similar reasons is the sports narrative right um the idea that you know i tried something i failed i tried harder and then i finally reached success that narrative is played out 
right? Um, in terms of movies, in terms of the overall sports narrative, we are so inundated with sports news now that these stories are, um, they don't shock or they don't inspire anymore. And so I would try to stay away from that as well. And once again, right, if you feel that sports really is an element of who you are, that is distinct, that is powerful, that is compelling, uh, and you really want to tell that uh, as part of your story, you can go ahead and do that. Right? I had a student who was very, quite successful in his applications, talked about baseball, but the way he talked about it was not about the sport. He talked about baseball from a fan's perspective right? and what that means, especially in a uh, baseball culture that is as vibrant as Japan's is and, and unique as Japan's is. And so he talked about that and how this unexpectedly gave him community. Okay. And so even if you're going to do sports, don't go that straight and narrow path. Okay. The next, um, this one is going to be a little bit ironic because this is uh, the story of how I got into college um, is volunteerism. So uh, my common application essay was about a trip that I took to Vietnam and I worked with uh, children who uh, had been injured by landmines. Their families had sent them out to uh, gather scrap metal and they had stepped on um, landmines and were injured. Um, and as a result, they were not useful to their family anymore um, and abandoned. Um, and so I talked about my time working with them and helping them and my takeaways. Um, and that used to be very popular, right? If this were 15 years ago, I would tell every student to just go on one of these trips and write about it. Don't. Please do not. Um, and this ties into some of the extracurricular stuff that I might have mentioned before as well. Volunteerism has a bad rap now, right? Um, and it's not to say don't help people, but the story that you can tell about volunteerism is basically that I spent a bunch of money to go to a country that doesn't have a lot of money. And then I spent two weeks with people who I'm probably never going to see again and they helped me more than I was able to help them. So I basically paid, the money doesn't even go to them, I paid to have underprivileged people help me gain more awareness of who I am. Like, that's not a fun, a cool story, right? Like if I read that, I'm not particularly compelled to be like, you know who we need on our campus, that guy, right? And so um, I would try to stay away from A, pursuing volunteerism in, place, in ways that takes you to other countries, right um but also i would avoid writing about it because it it's hard to write that one in a way that doesn't just reek of privilege and opportunity okay and so on one level really start focusing your volunteer work and your charity work on local what's the right around you that can change you don't need to go to a third world country to find people who need help learning english learning math learning financial responsibility right every country has other every country has people who are struggling right and so uh, work locally right that will create a more authentic um, narrative it will um, create a story that shows that you are willing to make a difference where you are right which is promising for an admissions officer as well and i think that you'll just have more opportunities to help right you can't go to cambodia every day right but you can go to your local youth center okay Next, um, this one's a little bit tricky, um, and I will. I do want to talk about this one delicately. Um, but the next one that uh, the next sort of let it go type of topic has to do with trauma. Um, any student who is struggling with uh, depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, 
um, or other issues or um, kind of learning disabilities like dyslexia, OCD, whatever it may be, um, if you're on the spectrum in any way, right? All of these are parts of who you are, right? And I don't want to dismiss them, but I want you to be very careful about these becoming identity shaping because these are not your identity, right? And I will say that until whatever proverbial cows come home, right? Your disability is not your identity. And, um, and I think it's hard to, in 650 words, talk about it in a way that is celebratory, that is joyful, that is aspirational towards what you're going to do next, okay? And so do you think about how you want to weave that in if you are really focused on, think, on talking about it, but focus on how you have how you have grown focused on the perspective that it has given you right um i had a student who uh struggled a lot with ocd um but then and really wanted to talk about it because she did feel that it was a core part of who she was and who she is now um but then we talked about how you know she's learned to leverage that ocd to be the best uh graph maker in her entire science class right and um and and how those things have served as benefits and how she has gained confidence and learned to view it not as a disability but as an empowering ability right and so the trauma i think the anxiety those things are difficult to bring up and give full context Right? There are other places on the application where you can reveal this through your counselor letter, through additional information. There are many different places that you can share about this, but 650 words to capture something that has been um, uh, kind of very defining in terms of your young life, I would be um, very cautious about how to bring that up. Right? And um, keeping in mind as well that colleges are looking for students who are well-adjusted. They're looking for students who can be independent. And if you are talking about these stories in a way that shows that, oh, we may need to dedicate more resources towards this kid than the other students, right? That becomes a reason to maybe look at other applicants as well, okay? So again, remember, um, you know, first of all, if you are struggling with any of these things, please seek help, um, seek counsel. Right? But um, know that these things do not define you and therefore shouldn't define your essay either. Right? You are all moving forward and focus on that progress. Right? And then the last, the last thing that I would really encourage people to let go of is essays that focus too much on others. Um, I have uh, students who have role models. All of you have role models in your life, right? Or you have people that you spend a lot of time helping or working with, whether that be uh, spending every weekend with your grandmother who has Alzheimer's or that you've always looked up to your father or that you have this best friend, that you guys have this really cool relationship, right? But neither your dad nor your grandma nor your best friend are applying to your schools or in fact your best friend if in the case of your best friend they may even be competition right and so um be very careful about how much you refer to the role other other people play in your life i've often found this especially here in japan a lot of students are very humble and want to give a lot of credit to others you have to learn to brag a little bit more, right? And be comfortable and confident. Like these are the things that I bring that are important, that are valuable and meaningful. You have to be able to have the confidence to leverage those things. So um, so just kind of five general topics to try to move away from, um, to let go a little bit. Uh, because just in my experience um, as a, just working with applications and reading through essays, um, those particular ones become very difficult to stand out. And standing out is, 
is kind of brings us to our next song as we go through the Frozen soundtrack. And for the first time in forever, right, is a a great song, um, but also is kind of what you all are aspiring to, right? As applicants, you want to put in front of an officer this narrative and this this identity that I have never seen before, right? That this is the first time in forever that I've seen a student who is like this. And so how do I craft a story that is unique? That is something that a lot of students come wanting to write. It's like, I want to tell this unique independent story, but then how do I go about doing that? And, um, and I would say to not try to um, is kind of the, the, the advice that I would give. And because the dualities, the spectrum that I see students receive is that they will hear from all their friends and they will hear from themselves, right, in terms of their own ambitions that they want to tell this story that is unique. But then they will go to um, they will go to an admissions officer and the admissions officer will say, well, don't try to be unique. Don't try so hard to be unique. In fact, just be your authentic self. And then the student will be like, what the heck is my authentic self? I don't know. And so, you know, what I would uh, say for this, right, is that the uniqueness is going to come through you paying attention to the details of your life. What every story is the same, right? And this, uh, at the end of the day, it all kind of follows similar trajectories in the same way that every song is made up of fundamentally do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, right? Some sharps and flats, but at the end of the day, the notes are the same, right? The composition is different. Right? And that's what makes them different, right? We can still be surprised by new music because the way that they've arranged it is differently. And so one of the pieces of advice that my high school English teacher told me very early on uh, was to journal. And it's something that I really wish I had followed, to be honest. And because I think that the recording of your daily life, the recording of these little bits and pieces that are relatively unique to you and taking the time to think about them, to think, taking the time to think about, well, what does this mean? How does this impact things, right? Um, how does this shape my pathway going forward? All of these things are really, really important. And so, um, and so that's something that I would encourage you to do. And you have all these different ways to do this now. It's not that you have to have a book and a pen and write stuff down at the end of the day. This is not your diary necessarily. This is TikTok. This is Insta. This is Twitter. This is any type of social media that you're using. Document your life, right? I had um, a couple of my students, I had them do a 30 days of happiness, right? Um, campaign right? where they had to um, post a story every day, right? Um, about something that brought them joy for 30 days. Right? And initially, of course, there's a lot of like hemming and hawing, like, oh, this is no good, whatever we're doing. But what it helped them do is it helped them pay attention to the things that actually were important to them. All of you as high schoolers live insane busy lives. I look at your schedules and I'm stressed, right? And so the time to stop and think about, well, what was this? What did this mean to me, right? Um, don't assume you'll remember it come time to write your essays. And so I would encourage you, whether that be doing going old school with a notebook and pen or, um, you know, taking an audio recording or taking a photo of it to document it, track your life, right? Remember the small details, the interactions, that really funny story, that, that really funny thing that happened um, when you were with your friends, right? Jot these things down, record them, right? And come time, you will realize you have all these little details that make the story of I grew or I learned or I dealt with failure and I overcame it. But what will make these stories distinct, what will make these stories unique is that it was like, well, the way I overcame it was in this particular scenario with my friend Bobby in 
random part of Tokyo, right? And there are all these little details that help to accent it and take the story and give it a layer of you. Okay, so it's not about coming up with a unique story, it's coming up with the unique details. And the way that you're going to come up with those unique deal details is to be paying attention to them throughout your life. Okay. All right. So that's about the first time in forever, right? Of how to kind of make your story stand out and be a little bit more unique. Um, and the last one um, that I really want to spend some time about um, thinking on the next track is track is love is an open door. And I'm not going to be talking about relationships here or anything like that. But it's about how to find your passion and why that's so important, right? That love Finding this thing that you love, that you are obsessed with, really does open up your doors as far as writing a story comes, um, as, far as, as far as it goes in terms of becoming up with a good story and a good narrative. Okay, so find something you're obsessed with. Find something that you absolutely love. And this can be anything. There's no wrong thing to love. Well, there are wrong things to love. Don't love arson, right? Um, but there are very few things where I can look at a student and be like, well, I can't do anything with that, right? A student who comes to me with and says, you know, I love keyboards. Okay, great. Let's talk about that. What do you mean when you say you love keyboards? Are you trying to improve the, the speed of your typing? Okay, great. Have, what do you think about QWERTY? Do you think QWERTY is great? Do you think you want to modify it? Okay, let's talk about how to modify it. Can we find a way to modify it to improve your, your, your typing speed? Do you want to join some contests to see how fast you can type, right? Once you have a thing that you enjoy, there's going to be many, many ways to explore it. This is particularly true because the fact that all of you are listening to this means you have the internet, right? And so... Um, um, and so I would really encourage you, whatever it is, there is no silly, there's nothing too silly, right? I've worked with students who are obsessed with seashells. I've worked with students who love bees, right? Not the grade, they love A's, right? But they love taking care of bees and they have their own bee farm, right? I have students who just love the outdoors. I had a student who was obsessed with public toilets, right? And the public toilets in Japan are amazing and just fell in love with those things and went out and documented each one and created a book, created a book about it, right? But find these things that you love because if you find the things that you love by pursuing the act of pursuing the thing that you love is just by doing it naturally is going to show things that colleges want to see. It's going to show passion, obviously, duh. It's going to show intelligence because you have to find ways to figure out more about this topic, right? Anyone who is obsessed with anything is very smart. Different types of intelligences, sure, right? right? If you love baseball, right, you're going to have a different brain than someone who loves art in some ways. But there is an intelligence that develops, right? There is a diligence, right? Because it's not always easy to pursue what you love, especially if pursuing what you love is a little bit more niche. So the resilience, the discipline to pursue it, right? And there is um, kind of this willingness to dive deep, right? And to go deep into a subject, right? And to learn a lot about it. And I know that now when you come to my school, you are an expert in something. I don't know necessarily how that expertise is going to help my community, but the fact that you're an expert is amazing. So whatever it is you love, right? If it's video games, do more with it. If it is hairspray, do more with it, right? If it is um, sustainable fashion, do more with it. And those are things that are worthy of conversation, right? Talk to your parents, talk to your students, talk to your classmates, talk to your counselors, say, I really want to explore this more. How can I do it? There are resources everywhere for anything, for everything, right? Start pursuing those. Now, if you don't know 
right? If you're like, well, the problem isn't that I don't want to pursue a passion, it's that I don't have a passion. Because that's usually the pushback that I get usually from some some sullen teenage boy is like, well, what if I don't care about anything? Well, if you don't care about anything, first of all, you're lying. You do, right? You absolutely do. But either the thing that you care about isn't really quote unquote approved by society or you just haven't or you don't or you're lazy is the reality and you don't want to pursue it. And so I would say for students who don't quite know what they want to do, go find out, right? Especially if you're younger, if you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, spend winter break, spend the next summer, plan out your summer to just try a bunch of different things, right? Create a buffet of learning opportunities for yourself, right? Go go try out a bunch of different things, watch a bunch of different documentaries, read a bunch of different books, whatever it is you can get your hands on to try to eliminate, right? You don't necessarily have to have this great big love of your life, right? You are 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, right? I'm 36. And other than like my wife, I don't really feel like I have anything that I have locked down. This is absolutely my greatest love, right? And so, Take the time to eliminate. If you cannot lock in something for sure, then use the process of elimination to at least know for sure what you don't enjoy and use that to, to build out, um, to try things, okay? And you may find something that you love or you may find that you don't like anything, but at least then you will have put in the effort, right? And then even if at the end of all of this, you, your conclusion is that I didn't like any of those things, you, what you are actually building is that resilience and that curiosity and that willingness to go out and try, okay? Okay, so let it go, right? Certain stories don't work, don't do them, right? For the first time in forever, really start to take notes, track your life, document it, record it, remember it, right? And therefore, and you will be able to then connect the pieces and have the specific details that will help your story out. And then finally, love is in an open door. Find something that you care about. Find something that's interesting to you. Go all in, right? Fall in love with it. Go through that door. Pursue it. And if you do all these things, then the only big pieces really are just also be a better writer, right? But that's a conversation for another day. Um, okay, today's episode has gone a little bit long, um, but I wanted to thank you guys for paying attention, for listening uh, to everything that I have to share. I hope uh, this was helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe um, to this podcast. Um, it really helps boost it um, and uh, and gets us uh, more opportunities to share um, and hopefully bring some guests in that will be able to provide greater insight into all of this as well okay so um that is it i'm going to wrap it up for today this has been tyler kusinoki and remember the key to getting in is getting ready